Good evening. My name is Mike Murley, and welcome to WPCAN's Mic Check, coming to you in WPCAN every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Welcome to everyone listening at 89.5 FM on your radio dial. Welcome to everyone streaming live or tuning into our podcast at WPKN.org. Each week on Mic Check, one of our hosts examines global, national, and regional issues and their effect on our local community. Just as the phrase Mic Check was used to mobilize people to create a human microphone during the Occupy movement and others, this weekly program seeks to amplify our community's many voices and bring them to the airwaves. Mic Check is followed on WPKN at 6 p.m. by another public affairs program, the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. And before uh, we get started with tonight's program, I just wanted to say happy birthday to my mom because today is her birthday. And so tonight I'm so excited and so honored to be joined by Luis Lopez. Luis is a visual artist and a leader on the newly formed Greater Bridgeport Pride Steering Committee. We're gonna be talking about Greater Bridgeport Pride, which is coming up on July 29th and 30th. Welcome to Mic Check, Luis. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for, for joining me tonight for this conversation. And I wanted to say before we get started that you were on a recent episode of Jay in the City, which is hosted by Jason Coombs here on WPKN, who is also part of the Greater Bridgeport Pride Steering Committee. And I just wanted to say that that conversation was so powerful. And it's a real honor for me tonight to help to put another spotlight on the Greater Bridgeport Pride events that will be coming up later this month. So, uh, so Luis, to start off, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about yourself, your art, and your involvement in the arts community here in Bridgeport. Yeah. So I immigrated to the United States back in 2003, 2002, but we moved over here to Bridgeport when I was six. And I basically grew up in Bridgeport my whole life, went to school here. Very recently, I moved to Stratford, but now I have a studio, an art studio in Bridgeport. I am an artist. I paint portraits. I do murals. You might have seen a mural I worked on in downtown Bridgeport. It's black and white. It's a basketball player. It's 30 feet by 50 feet. That's pretty much it for now. <laughs> That's awesome. And I have seen, I've personally seen your your artwork and it's it's amazing. It's You're such a talented artist. And I know that at the Bridgeport Film Fest, the past two years, you've, you've done a live painting, which was really, really cool. And I was actually, could you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, so that happened about, well, right now it's going to be the third year for Bridgeport Film Fest this fall. So be on the lookout for that, September. But yeah, it's, so it's about to be go, uh, going on for three years. On the first year, Jason reached out to me and he had heard or seen that I was an artist and he wanted someone to do a live painting. Um, and I had actually never done a live painting before, but I was like, yeah, of course I can do that. <laughs> so for the next three months, I started practicing like daily trying to get this thing down because I had to paint a uh, quite a big portrait. I think it was 40 inches by 60 inches of Chadwick Boseman. And it had to be done basically within the span of a day. So around eight hours. So I practiced for that. And then 
it happened and then it's been going on ever since yeah and i've definitely seen your your work around the city as well the different murals and you're you know you're involved with quite a bit in the community and so i was wondering in terms of greater bridgeport pride i was wondering what your your introduction was to to greater bridgeport pride and and uh how i guess how you first found out about it um right so even if that wasn't when you were first when you first got involved per se but yeah. uh, if you could talk about that about your your introduction to Greater Bridgeport Pride. So yeah, it's actually kind of a two worlds colliding moment. Um when I was in high school, I went I was going to this pro it was like a summer program that was done by Neighborhood Studios. They're this organization that teaches kids art be it like drawing, painting, sculpting, but also performing, acting, dancing. And so I was going to that and one of the teachers was Suzanne Katchmar. And so she kind of took me under her wing and I would be at City Lights pretty often. And at some point I started seeing artwork that was all made by queer artists. And that kind of piqued my interest and then I started learning more about Ricky Mestre who was the one that kind of put together along with Suzanne this Bridgeport Pride about 12 years ago 13 years ago actually and so that's kind of how I got introduced to it and then a bit after that I submitted some work for the show and yeah I've kind of hung around for the last couple of years. Uh, but this year we really got together and decided, you know, we know that this thing has great potential. And so we decided that we would work towards something that just would represent Bridgeport's large and diverse community more than it has been till now. That's awesome. So it's actually been quite a while then that you first found out about Bridgeport Pride and then between then and now. And you, you mentioned that there's some new things happening this year. And one of those seems to be the uh, the steering committee. In, ter in terms of what I know about the steering committee and in what I've heard about the steering committee, it seems like this beautiful mosaic of people uh in the in, in bridgeport it, it seems like this really both multiracial and multi-generational group yeah. of involved uh coming from different ages different walks of life and so i was wondering if you could talk about the formation of the steering committee as well as how this specific diverse group of of creative people because it also seems like you're all creative in different ways and different and, and whether it's mm -hmm. visual arts performing arts you're all you know, artists and creatives, you know, so how this, this diverse group of creative people from different ages and different walks of life has really shaped this year's Greater Bridgeport Pride. Yeah. So I think it all starts, although, although this is our first year kind of changing things around, I think it all starts when one person says, you know, what the heck, let's do it. And then <laughs> there's someone there to support them. That happened many years ago. I think the same thing kind of happened this year where we we were having conversations 
I was talking to Jason and we were saying how this could be so much more. Um, so that's, he was kind of the, the guy that said, what the heck, let's do it. And I uh, tagged along. And then from then, we've been so lucky that uh, we've had so many people join in over the last couple months. Um, it started out with just four of us. Uh, and then it was five and then six. And then um, I would tell my friends about it and, you know, trying to kind of get them to join, but maybe not expecting them to. And then they would be like, yeah, I would love to. And yeah, so then uh, little by little, more and more people started joining. And yeah, it's just it's just really it's just really motivating to see how so many people that are so talented in their own um, fields can just come together to you know work towards solutions and really work hard and, and put uh, take time out of their lives which are already very busy um, we have people that have you know their 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 own full-time businesses going on. And then on the side, they are reaching out to people, trying to get donations and trying to get people to march, um, putting together um, visuals and information. It's just really, it's just really uh, amazing, I think. That's definitely amazing. And I love the coming together of so many so many different people, so many yeah. people are all talented in their own right. And, and yeah. And I think, I think it was also important to try to get a, a very, not, not just because we needed the manpower, but also because we needed different perspectives. You know, when we talk about pride or putting together a pride event, we're not doing it just for ourselves. We're not doing it just for our small group of people. We're doing it for the much larger community that this represents. So it's important that we have as many viewpoints and opinions as possible. Kind of bouncing off of what you what you were saying as far as who's involved, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about the planning process that went into the events for this year. In the beginning, it was very simple. We just wanted to kind of nail down what we wanted this to look like. At one point, we were talking about a three-day event. We decided to bring it down to a two-day event, Saturday and Sunday. And then from then, we kind of started tackling the, the more small minutia of putting together something like this. Then we kind of decided to create a stronger brand, per se. We knew that even though the event was going on, we would need to have a presence that people were aware of. So we started branding ourselves a little differently on our social media, and we came up with a new logo. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, while that's been going on, we've also been reaching out to potential sponsors and donors so that we are able to 
see how far we can take this. And then now it's just been a lot of, you know, organizing, just making sure that vendors are good to go and that we are going to as many places as possible, trying to spread the word. And we meet every Sunday. That's, I think that's the key. <laughs> every Sunday we meet for a couple hours and we all kind of talk about what we've done throughout the week and what we need to do in the next week and overall what we hope to accomplish by the end of the month and so on and so on. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty much straightforward. We show up, we split the tasks up, and then we do our best to get it done. <laughs> That's awesome. And and so now we're almost here. The event, the 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 Pride Weekend. Yes, almost, we, almost two weeks away. And I know so much has has gone into it, and all the planning and all the the weekly meetings and the conversations and the outreach and everything that you just that you just talked about is leading up to July 29th and 30th yeah. where there's going to be so many amazing and exciting events taking place. And so, uh, Luis, I was wondering if you could now give an overview of the weekend and, and what folks can expect. Yeah. Uh, so it starts Saturday, 29th. It starts at city lights gallery and that's the area where you're mostly going to be around the unity in the park will take place in Wheeler Park, which is right in front. There's also going to be a patio party, which is right to the side of City Lights. But yeah, that's mainly the area. If you've been to downtown Cabaret or the City Hall, that, that's the area you're going to be at. And it's going to start out with Outwork Art Exhibit that's going from 12 to 7. At 2 p.m., we're having a Pride March. Then from 3 to 7, we're having Unity in the Park. That's the big main event. 5.30 to 7.30, we have VIP patio party that's on the colorful steps. 8 p.m. is our variety show. It's 18 plus. That's going to be at the Bijou Theater in Bridgeport. And then at 10 p.m., we have our after party, which is 21 plus. That's going to be at Trevi Lounge in Fairfield. Then on the next day, Sunday, 30th, at 3 p.m., we'll have the doors open to Krabby Cabaret and the Bijou Theater. And then at 4 p.m., the show starts. And then that's pretty much our whole event. That's an amazing lineup. And it's super exciting. And uh, thank you for, for sharing all that and, and laying that out for us, Luis. Yeah. And definitely looking forward to, to all those amazing and exciting events taking place. And yeah, I was wondering if, if, there's, if there are some some things to look out for as well that you wanted to uh, to give a special shout out to right now. Yeah, so we are so, so excited this year because um, Sawyer Fredericks, the season eight winner of The Voice, is actually going to be our headliner. Um, so that's something that you're not going to want to miss. And then we also have a band coming uh, all the way from Nashville. Uh, their name is Fame and Fiction. Uh, they're going to put together a great show, not to mention all our drag performers, which, you know, if you're in the local community, you already know about them, but you know that they're going to put an amazing show on. Um, and then, yeah, Krabby Cabaret on Sunday. That's our big finale. So you have to be there <laughs> for our big end to it all. But it's not the end. It's just the beginning. 
And also, we're going to have our march. So, and it's open to for anybody to march. So, if you would like to march, just show up at 2 p.m., show up at the steps and wear your marching shoes because we're going through the streets of downtown Bridgeport and we're showing uh, our larger community that we are here. We're also queer, but mostly we are showing that our community is all about being loud because we have a lot of vibrant things to say and we have a lot of love to show. I love the way you put that. And yeah, that's that's amazing and beautiful. And I definitely am, am excited about the, the march that's going to be happening through the streets. So thank you for for sharing that and some of those other highlights as well. Because of course, everything that's taking place during the weekend is going to be amazing. Um, but it was, yeah. that was cool to, to hear some of the, some of those specific examples that yeah. uh, folks can look out for. And I heard that fame and fiction that like they're based in Nashville, but I heard they're actually originally from Connecticut. Is that true? They are. So they are having their big return just for us. And yeah, so you're not going to want to miss them. That's so awesome. So from Connecticut, moved out to Nashville, they're doing big things, and now they're coming back. Yeah, and it was it was important for us to, you know, in the beginning, we wanted big acts, but it was also important to get people that were as close to Connecticut, I mean, to Bridgeport as possible. Not all of our acts are from Bridgeport, but if it's not Bridgeport, Connecticut, and as close as we can get as possible. That was really important to us. Going back to what you said about the march, as far as the community being being inclusive and loving and about diversity and obviously a celebration of queerness and a safe space. On that note, Luis, you had contributed this really powerful reflection on pride for an earlier episode of Jay in the City a couple months ago. I remember I remember listening to, to his show and listening to those reflections, those pride reflections, which I thought was really awesome the way that he, he did that and put those together. And you had a part where I was just really moved by what you said. And so I was wondering if you could share your thoughts right now on what pride means to you and why pride matters, why it's important. I try not to think about things as being the emotions per se as being the opposite of each other. But I think when it comes to uh, to shame, I think the counterbalance to that is pride. And whereas shame is restrictive and it puts you in a box and it tells you that you have to conform and fit in, pride is the opposite of that. It tells you to speak your truth and to speak loudly so that people can hear you and so that people can see you because we are not here to be quiet we are not here to not be seen just to conform to a society that is put on us this guilt and this shame i think that's what pride means to me i think it means undoing and unlearning the conditioning of shame i think it's about community and i think it's also about being able to see each other 
and not have to think for a minute or an hour or a day and at some point hopefully a lifetime not have to think about the way you act if the way you come off if people know who you really are because you want them to truly know who you really are wow Th thank you for sharing that luis and i was wondering what is a what is a, a pride memory that you'll never forget yeah so kind of going off of that again i remember i think it was the first time i went to new york city pride i went with my friend and while we were walking the streets of new york city there's just a random person there giving out glitter bats <laughs> so you would just go to them and they would just rub glitter all over you and I don't know. I I think I'll never forget about that because it's it was such it was such a moment of of this very silly, ridiculous thing, but it was just so normal that that moment has always stuck with me. And so I think that's I think going back to what I said before, that's what pride is about. It's about normalizing the fact that we are different. And that is normal. Thank you so much for sharing that, Luis. And that 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 does sound like such a, a beautiful moment with the, yeah. the glitter, and <laughs> and just and an unforgettable moment too. So that that's awesome. And the the most recent episode that I mentioned earlier, as well of Jay in the City, there was this discussion about how there wasn't always a big Pride celebration in Bridgeport. Or at least maybe in the early years, I know you had mentioned 12, 13 years ago, meeting Suzanne, meeting Ricky, and how even though Pride events are more widespread now in general, the homophobia and the transphobia, both on an individual level and a systemic level, has gotten uglier and, and more harmful and more dangerous than ever. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of Greater Bridgeport Pride, Luis and this beautiful, powerful gathering that's going to be happening on July 29th and 30th, what do you want the impact? What do you want or hope the impact to be? We want visibility. We want people to know that we have queer people in Bridgeport and we have queer people in Bridgeport that look a lot of different ways and they have a lot of different ideas and talents and unique stories and we want to see that. And we want people outside of Bridgeport to see that. On your note about how tensions have been on the rise, I think that's precisely the point of having a pride. You know, the, the first pride march, it was a protest to the police in New York City because people were actually getting beat up and sent to jail just for holding hands or being in the same space together. We've come a long way from those days, but there's still a lot of work to be done. And it may not be the silver lining we want to 
here, but we know that the harder we push for our rights, the harder that they try to take them away. So we know that we're doing something right, but the work is not done. It's just only beginning so we can create a more equal society where we can look at each other and not have to feel threatened or uncomfortable with just seeing such diversity, seeing such human spirit. <laughs> I think it's important to see that. I think everybody should see that. We should see, we should see it all. When people show up to Greater Bridgeport Pride, I want them to have fun. I think we downplay just how important it is to have fun because when we have fun, we feel safe. When we have fun, we create connections with each other. When we have fun, we create memories. When we have fun, we associate that with a time and a place. And so I want people to have fun being themselves, expressing themselves, seeing different people having fun, expressing themselves, being themselves in Bridgeport, Connecticut. We're going to have some community services. We're going to have cheerleaders. We're going to have people showing kids circus tricks. We're going to have performers. We're going to have hosts. We're going to have DJs. We're going to have food. And we're going to have community. Uh, that's the, the most important part is we're going to have a lot of people there just having fun with each other. And yeah, if you want to meet some new friends, if you want to bring your friends, please go. And please if you are interested in marching, I'd say just do it. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Awesome. And uh, really quick, how can our listeners learn more about your art, your personal artwork? My artwork is on Instagram. My Instagram is Luis underscore Lopez underscore art that's luis l-u-i-s lopez l-o-p-e-z underscore art um and you can find my art my artwork there i also have a studio at the nest arts factory on fairfield ave um you know if you'd like to see some of my work in person you can come in and check it out uh you gotta send me a a, a message first though <laughs> um and yeah, as far as Bridgeport Pride, you can find a lot of information on our new website at bridgeportpride.com. You can also follow our Facebook page, Bridgeport Pride. You can also catch us on Instagram at Bridgeport Pride. And yeah, these are all great ways you can see what's going on. Awesome. Luis Lopez, visual artist and a leader on the steering committee for Greater Bridgeport Pride. Thank you so much for all the amazing work that you're doing in the community, as well as 
thank you so much for joining me on tonight's episode of Mic Check for this conversation. Luis, thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Thank you for having me. My name is Mike Murley. And once again, this has been Mike Check. Thank you for joining us this evening and be sure to tune in next Sunday night at 5.30 for another episode. It is now just about 6 p.m. And up next, we have the Ralph Nader Radio Hour followed by Cool Blues and Rare Records with Al Bell right here on WPKN 89.5 FM in Bridgeport and streaming online at WPKN.org.